Hey everybody, welcome back to the Killy Podcast for our last episode of the story of this photograph. Uh, it's been a great week with the Rafters Project launch and thank you to everyone who has joined and become a part of the Rafters Project, being a monthly donor, being someone we can stay connected with and count on for anything that we're working on in the future. So thank you so much to everybody. We're going to wrap up by sharing the rest of this story and these these phone calls we made to these different people who are pictured in that photo so we're going to wrap up talking to carol edwards jay spencer and steve and donna meeks i think what's been amazing is just to see uh, how obvious it was that god was at work in these people it's awesome even to see the story you know unravel this week as we've talked to different people and kind of gain some clarity on what was happening and why was this so significant. So everything's coming together and we finally have a pretty clear picture of what was going on at this time and the conversations that were taking place. So yeah, here goes. Uh, here's an interview. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, you know, there's a lot going on getting ready for camp. And so I pulled Ryan, Terry, he's our communications manager, the man behind the screen, as I call him. I pulled Ryan in and had him do some of these calls as well so that we could talk to as many people uh, as we could and, and incorporate their perspective into this story. So you'll hear Ryan's voice uh, talking with some of these folks. So here's Ryan talking with Carol. What's, what, what is your memory of, of that picture? Or at least what, what does it bring to mind? Because I know that it's kind of a vague picture. It's just a group picture. It could be any time doing anything. Yeah. But what, what do you think when you see it? What do you think about well, when I first saw it, you know, I thought, I think this is our first time to get back together and try to revive camp. But, you know, beyond that, and that's a bunch of people being at camp and working. I remember we had Billy May come in and cook and we had a meal. And I remember just positive thoughts of, you know, what all went on and that people started pulling together, you know, which it would have been, if not that, some other meeting, because there's too many people who love deer run that for us to let <laughs> So I like, I love my sister's quote from the diary. Did you see that? But I sent in, she said, we've got to save camp. Did you see that email I sent in? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, we've got to yeah. save it. Yeah. We have to save it. Absolutely. How did the, how did those meetings or getting everybody back together? How did that happen? What, how did it take shape? I just remember thinking we've got to do something and sending out a lot of letters to a lot of people and asking them to come to a retreat. That's kind of the limit of my remembrance of it. And uh, then right. afterwards, I remember, I think I remember us trying to get people to send, maybe we talked about it then, about sending in some money, you know, each month, just a little bit, I think, but I, don't, I couldn't promise. I'm so old mm -hmm. and forgetful. I think EH told us the story but that you know a lot of that might have been later on just I remember him standing in the rec hall and talking a long time about history of camp so. wow I bet that would be fun to listen to yeah I wish we had recorded all that so, so if it was that first meeting uh, where everybody came back together and said we've got to save camp what do you remember about that um you know, is there specific people that you remember or, you know, did y'all do anything in particular? You said you listened to E.H. Smith talk for a while in the rec hall. I think. 
I, I don't know that we did that. No, I really, I have no specific. I just remember us being out there. And it was always a wonderful thing to be out there with the deer run friends. And I couldn't have started to tell you who all was there. I mean, I would have guessed, you know, uh, Jay and Gay and Billy Ray and Brenda and all them. They were all out there and Mary Lynn and Steve. And uh, I didn't even remember for sure Steve was back. Uh, well, Steve, not Steve Hemphill, but Steve Meeks was back there, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have so few memories for you to pick. No, that's okay. <laughs> I think that's that's the coolest thing about this story is that at that time, that wasn't just uh, necessarily, oh, this is going to be a big event for the history of Camp Deer Run. This was just, yeah. let's get back together and see what we can do about it. Yeah. Um, but now looking back at it, it seems like a pretty significant moment. Um, so you said that it may have been talked about while everybody was there that a good way to help camp is to just send a little money every month. And why did that seem important at the time? Well, financially, Buran was seriously strapped. I mean, we know that from, from the movie y'all did. I mean, from Steve's book, you know, just, right. I love Steve's book, you know, 22 cents, <laughs> $6.21 came in that day. Um, it's just, Obviously, I was always real close to E.H. He grew, I grew up in the congregation where he and Esseline went to church and they taught my Bible class for years and years and years. So, you know, I was always real close to him and mm-hmm. that made, I guess, Deer Run even more important to me. I don't know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, um, did a lot of those people that were in that picture uh, start supporting Deer Run monthly? I have no idea. <laughs> absolutely none i mean I, they might have been already doing it i imagine most of a lot of them still are mm-hmm. but i have not a clue about that yes and um yeah th- that was another powerful thing about the pictures that a lot of those people still are uh supporting monthly and um which is is part of what makes it so powerful that that's that's uh you know 30 years ago plus um and there's people in that picture that for 30 years, every single month, um, have been supporting Deer Run financially. Um, what, uh, you know, as one of those people, what is it that even now to this day, when, you know, you, you've seen camp through kind of its worst parts and it's into a, a much more stable place now than it was then. What is it that keeps you, you know, wanting to do that and wanting to support camp? Well, it was just, I'll cry. It's just so important to me in my relationship with God. And I just want that for others. Absolutely. And it takes a lot. I mean, it's so much more fancy now than it was. <laughs> I know it takes a lot of money. The kids are different now than they were. We were back then, you know, um, I don't know if parents probably wouldn't send kids or probably couldn't get away with it from safety laws and regulations <laughs> to have camp the way we had camp. But I just know it takes a lot of money and that's just part of my heart will always be there. Absolutely. We're yeah. too far away to ever go back and help anymore, but uh, we can do that much. Absolutely. And, and I think that it is much more impactful than you could even though to have people supporting camp um, like you and all of those people that were there that day that are still um, supporting deer run. And I think not only that, that 
all of you moved camp into a, a more successful, more stable place to keep going for the next generation. But that even once that was done, it wasn't, uh, okay, I've, I've finished my part. I'm done here. I'm going to let somebody else handle this now. But that you said, I believe that God is still working here and I'm not done being a part of that. Well, and I know I want camp to stay the same in so many ways and its spiritual implication and the old traditions and things. I don't know why that's so important, but it is. I mean, it, it keeps bringing people back, I guess, those old traditions. But I've been, I went to several other camps. I finally, even, you know, as a young adult, I'm never going to another camp that can't hear it. It just makes me so mad because they don't do things right at these other camps. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, uh, they're unspecial. I mean, all, all church camps are great. But I think these that are run by the same staff all summer, they're in a totally different category than camps where the staff comes in every session there's a different staff just absolutely i don't know when i look at this i think of ho chi ballpark in the sky god's up there you know mm -hmm. there's nothing better than that <laughs> well is there any other memories that stand out either just from your time at camp deer run or people that you knew then or or from these little alumni get-togethers I think just the friendships, the depth of the friendships of, you know, even if it's two weeks at camp, you know, that, uh, and I met my best friend there and we went to college together and we worked at Camp Deer Run together and just, you know, those, you might not see or talk to each other for 20 years, but it's like, you know, you've never been apart when you get together because you've got so many things. And I guess a generation, I mean, like Ty's parents were at camp when I was at camp, you know, so. Right. <laughs> uh, and like I say, we're going on third generations now of, of that same bunch of people. So I'm, I wish I had better, closer memories, but just uh, I remember being tired and working really hard, but loving every minute of camp. I was wondering, do you do you know if um, <clears throat> if there was like a reunion, everybody got together first and talked about everything and then the workday started or um, like maybe was this a kicking off point sort of, or, or was this maybe more of a, a celebration of, Hey, we've made it to another oh, summer. In the picture. Yeah. Of that picture. I don't know. I tell you who would know probably Donna Joe mm -hmm. and Mary Lynn, because they're <clears throat> holding a baby in arms and that baby. I mean, I look at my little <laughs> girl and I'm like, is she three or four, but they're both holding a baby and they would yeah. know which baby that is. And they would know, I mean, that's, those are babies that aren't too many months old. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think true. those two ladies could put their finger on the date uh, a lot better than, and I'm glad my sister had that diary with that date on there, you know, but that was because I was thinking it was back in the spring, but it was a fall thing when we first got together. So I don't think I have any more questions. I, I promised you I'd keep it short, so I don't want to hold you on for too long, but if you had anything else you wanted to share, I feel now, if I have a brilliant flash of memory, I'll let you know. But uh, I just thank all y'all that are still, all y'all, I'm from Texas, uh, that are still <laughs> plugging away at holding Camp Deer together because I know it's still lots of work. It's a lot of work, but uh, we have a lot of people that are helping in every way behind the scenes. We got good staff members. We have an awesome group of donors and supporters and people praying for camp and the mission that's going on. And I think more than anything, we believe that God is right there pushing us along. That's right. Wow, so many parts of that were really powerful. 
But I love the line that she shared about her sister Jan's diary where, it, where she wrote, we've got to help save camp. What a really amazing and, and dramatic and just heartfelt sharing in her diary right there of what was going on at this time and what this group of people left this photo, this weekend this picture was taken, what they left feeling. It, that is amazing. Well, as I said earlier, I definitely wanted to talk to Dr. J or get Ryan too to just get his perspective and memories of this occasion and the group that was gathered. And so here's Jay and what he had to say. So did you get a chance to look at the picture? I did. Anything spring to mind when you see it? Uh, well, I think I know when it was. I, I think that was in the fall of 89. And, and I think we would have called that uh, the first alumni meeting. And we uh, formed an alumni association kind of. Uh, Ward English is sitting up as on the far left of that picture. And he was from Dallas and had worked at camp for years and years. And nearly everybody in that picture, in fact, had worked at camp at some time. Um, and that was kind of, we didn't have any database or anything. It was just people who knew people. Uh, and so we called and uh, checked in with everybody uh, to try to get them to come. And we all came up there and spent a weekend. And Steve and Donna Meeks were there by that time. Who were gonna, They were going to be the directors the next year. And that kind of energized everybody that camp was back on track uh, because the year before in 89 is when, you know, they thought it was going to close. Uh, and uh, Brother E.A. Smith, who's in that picture, also on the left side of that picture, uh, kind of got a little small staff together and several of them are in that picture. Uh, and then Gay and I went out there for a session and, and drove back and forth some and spent some time out there uh, with the staff that summer. So that was sort of an energized time that camp was coming back. And Steve Meeks had been a longtime camper and staff member. And so everybody was kind of fired up. And that was kind of the beginning of, hey, tell your friends, you know, camp is out there and it's going. And every year from that year on, uh, camp went up every year. So, yeah. It was a great time. Yeah, that's that's what we, um, I guess, sort of noticed about this picture was that it, it seems like a turning point. Do you remember a lot of what happened? So you wait, actually, let me back up. You said that it was a weekend, not uh, just a, a meeting, maybe. It, it seems like some of us spent the night there. I'm, uh -huh. I'm not sure of that, Ron, but, but we, it seems like some of us spent the night like on a friday night or on okay. a saturday night and, and stayed uh but it was certainly a turning point because all of us probably were guilty as i think a lot of people could be today but but in the last few years there's been a lot of effort made. i think we all just sort of assumed camp would always be there and it was running and we had fond memories of it but we were sort of detached from it uh and I think that was kind of a wake-up call in 89 for everybody to 
everybody realized what it meant to them and if it went away, how much would be lost. And so uh, it was kind of the beginning of, hey, we've got to remind everybody uh, to stay connected and, and get involved and give us a little money and, and send their kids and all of those things. So mm-hmm. hey, it, that's similar to what that's similar to what uh, uh, Keith and Deneen Christian said uh, that you know, they finished up on staff, I think they said in 84 or 85 and then uh, moved to McKinney and just went separate ways from camp until until this picture or this moment, whatever brought everybody together for that. Um, and it seems like that's kind of a common thread here is that this was sort of the moment that everybody realized we need to save this. And actually that's the words from, uh, we, we talked to Carol Edwards, Carol Kennedy Edwards, uh-huh. um, and she shared from her sister's diary from that day, Jan, Jan's diary, uh, and the one line from it that she loved the most, and it's great, it just says, we've got to help save it. Yeah. That's it, just we've, we've got to help save it. So in that diary, we do have an entry where it says, you know, we went out to camp um, and there were, she, it says there are about 50 people there We've got to help save it. That's the whole entry. And it's dated September 9th, 1989. So I think we may have, if you're saying you think it was in the fall of 89 and then, yeah, um, you know, I think that that's been confirmed also maybe by Steve and Donna Meeks that they said they think it's fall of 89. Um, and so then we've kind of narrowed it down even more to maybe even a, a specific date. Um, so it does seem like we're kind of coming to a point here. We've got, it's, it's some kind of alumni gathering in the fall of 1989. Um, uh, you know, uh, Carol mentioned that she remembers sitting in the rec hall and listening to E.H. Smith talk for a while about the history of camp and why it's important. Does that ring any bells for you? You know, I, I don't remember that. Uh, Particularly, I remember being in the rec hall and talking about saving camp. Um, and, and I'm sure E.H. probably talked if he was there. That was why we were there. I, I, uh, I, I give him credit. You know, he had had a heart attack and, and, and didn't come back in 88 and turned it over uh, to some younger people. And uh, they had some struggles. And, and anyway, uh, in 89, uh, he said, we're not going to let this thing close. Mm-hmm. And so he, he uh, put together that staff, as I said. And, and so he would have been behind it, that's for sure, because we were, it was, it was a wake-up call. It was a wake-up call to us that uh, we all had to be involved, not just E.H. Uh, e. Smith running camp, of, you know, like the old days where all you had to do was show up and you had camp. So it's it's uh it it was it was the beginning of trying to reconnect people to camp i guess Mm -hmm. yeah and what would you say was the outcome of that particular meeting what like where would you say that that led well i think it i I think it led to uh some of us getting on the board at camp uh, Billy Ray Dean, I don't see him in the picture, but his wife and kids are there. 
he probably had to work or something, but he got on the board. Uh, and then later I got on the board. Uh, but all my, my brother and sister are there. Uh, all the Dean kids are there. And that's Jan Nichols, who is Carol's sister. And that was Brent Nichols who, you know, worked at camp and, and all of those people nearly. And most of those kids in that picture have now worked at camp. <laughs> And now their kids are about to work at camp. It's that mm -hmm. old, but uh, but I think that was the time that people begin to reach out to other people. They begin to recruit at their churches to try to get people to go to camp again. Uh, and it, and it was particularly for Gay and I because we went down there and and relived the life of working at camp again. It, it really got us involved with telling people what it was, and it involved we got to know. Most of the people in the fourth session were the people who came back and worked at that time. And there were, I think that was the biggest session in 89. There were about, there might've been 60 people there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that was the biggest all summer. And most of them came back. So we were connected to them and, and kind of stayed connected. But so did many of those other people in that picture begin to reach out to other people. And I think that was uh, the big event. I don't know who came up with that picture but it's a pretty good one to come up with. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I think what, I think Ty's the one that found it and he said it, it caught his eye because he's looking at the picture and he said, you know, you can pick out several faces, um, maybe close to 10 even of families that from as far as we know, from, from that day forward have been monthly donors for Camp Deer Run ever since. Um, what, what do you think was it about that meeting that that had that kind of long lasting impact on those people? Well, I can I can tell you that all the people that are there, uh, as I said, most of them worked at camp, but most people there recognized how much camp affected their lives, uh, in 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 their spirituality and their mission. Uh, within the kingdom. And I think we also came to realize the reality of things is it's going to take money. It's going to take people. And we've got to, we got to gather some up and, and make a conscious effort to support it and that kind of thing. So I think because that group of people right there loved camp so much and recognized what it done for them, we didn't want it not to be there for our children, mm -hmm. for other children. And so uh, it was mandatory that somebody get behind it and back it and not let it, you know, go down the tubes. And, and I think that was just, just the wake up call that, Hey, somebody's got to support camp. And the truth is if camp costs way more now than it did in 1989 to operate. And if people don't give money now, they'll wake up one day, and they'll be getting called to an alumni meeting saying, hey, camp's going to close if you don't do something. So <laughs> we're in <laughs> we're in great shape now. But but everybody who's ever been to Camp Deer Run needs to know. You need to be invested in what invested so much into your life. And and, you know, you need to to support it. You need to remember it. You need to talk about it. Or you need to pass it on. And so. And I think that's what happened in 89. It just needs to happen in a much bigger way now because thanks to people and to uh, God himself, uh, 
camp got better every year and it's much bigger now and a much bigger business to run. And so it takes a lot more uh, time, effort, energy, and money. So anybody who can give the Camp Deer Run, if they know what it does, uh, there's no better place you could put your money, I don't think. <laughs> and, uh, and you personally obviously have a, a lot of history with camp. Your whole family is, is very invested and impacted by camp. Um, but if you just had to give your own personal testimony of why from, from that day, from even before that day, but let's say from that day to now, that you're, you're still invested in this mission. Well, I would start in 1962 <laughs> when I first went to camp. Uh, and what it did, it was, it was the place, I think, that you really begin to develop your own faith and to see God in a way that made you want to commit to God and to live that way. And I, I had a great family. I, I went to Abilene Christian. I did all those things, but nothing ever impacted my life as to the reality of faith and following God that Camp Deron did. And, and that was why in 1989, I mean, my prayer was just that my kids would get to go because I felt like there, there was something I got at camp that I could not give my kids without them experiencing that. And so uh, from that day in 1989, again, that was kind of how we are sometimes. We don't realize what we have until we lose it. And we almost lost it. And as a result of that, it became terribly important to perpetuate that, not only for my children now, but for my grandchildren uh, and for future generations. We, we had to do it. And that reality needs to hit everybody who's ever known the good of Camp Deer Run, that you know, if you don't keep it going monetarily and by word of mouth and, and, and testimony of the faith that, that was built there, uh, that's, that's what everybody needs to do. So, well, amen to that. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, well, I appreciate your your time. I think that that's filled in quite a few gaps for us. So, um, I, I really do think the picture is starting to take shape. It started out pretty um, skeptical about what is this, why is everybody there, what are we doing here, um, but but I think we're starting to get a pretty good idea of it, and it's and it's turning out um, to be just about as powerful as we hoped it would be. So. I appreciate yeah. you talking to us about it. Well, thanks for somebody finding the picture. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, and thanks to whoever took that picture, whoever mysteriously left themselves out of the picture to, to, Do you to know take what it. I'm thinking? That, that could have been Billy Ray Dean who took that picture. <laughs> you know, of, he was kind of a camera nut then. And that, I can't imagine unless he was working, why he wouldn't have been there. But, uh, yeah. You might That's check. one of the leading may theories. Have made that picture. Yeah, it may <laughs> he, be. He may have made that picture. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks. Appreciate you, Ron. Wow, it's it's really coming together now. It's pretty clear this was a, an alumni reunion of some kind. It was definitely organized in an effort to support camp in this serious time of need. 
And I gotta say, Jay's story of wanting to preserve camp for his kids and now his grandkids is really a perfect illustration of what the Rafters Project is all about. And it's really neat to see, I, mean, I thought this would be the case, but to find out for sure that the meeting that created this picture is, is doing the exact same thing that we're wanting the Rafters Project to do today. And so, man, that is amazing. So to, to end this, we're going to talk with Steve and Donna Meeks, and they're going to share their memories of that day and even some great biblical parallels of what was going on with that group of people. So, yeah, let's hear what Steve and Donna had to say when I got a chance to talk with them. It's kind of like intriguing to wonder the mystery of this because like what was so powerful about this or I mean is it just coincidence that all these people you know so many of people in this picture end up being lifelong supporters of camp for the last 30 years but I see you guys down there uh you're in the right corner with I guess Daniel uh yeah I don't know where Caleb and I are I probably put him down for a nap <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so do y'all somebody, somebody was taking the picture. We, we don't know who was taking the picture. I know. Well, we wonder if it was Billy Ray because he's not in the picture either. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe, I bet. Maybe this is before you had the timer. You yeah. know, you press the timer and run. You know, but uh, he thought maybe he was just at work that day. I don't know. But Brenda's in there. So, do y'all yeah. remember this? Like, do y'all remember this moment? We think it was a reunion that we decided to have yeah. forever. <laughs> when we were, go ahead. They don't look like they're dressed up to work. So right. I think <laughs> we had a lot of work days right. where everybody came out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was one of the first things we did to try and get, uh, to renew the interest in Dearborn, kind of state the case of here's the, here's the status of how mm -hmm. things are. And uh, so we called on past deer runners and these, the reason that these people that you see here are, are still giving is because these have always been the diehards. Yeah. These people, Deer Run changed their lives yeah. in, in significant ways. Mm -hmm. Changed a lot of lives, but it was profoundly significant ways. So these people were uh, bonded with Deer Run. And when they heard there was an opportunity to be there, for whatever reason, they show up, <clears throat> they came. And then also when they saw that there was a need, these are the, it was this crowd that started getting to work uh, telling people about the needs, getting work crews out there, financially helping, yeah. and sending their kids and recruiting their church groups, kids yeah. to come, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. So, I mean, others have said they think this is 1989. Is that what you guys would believe? I would think so. We moved there in August. Well, we started in August of 89. And so maybe, I don't know if that was a fall gathering. If, if it was 89, it was in the fall. Yeah. Okay. So right yeah, after, after the 89 summer, which I think is the summer that had a roughly 200 campers total. Right? 204, I was told 214. 214. So that's pretty wild because a session today is full when it's at 200. Wow. That's pretty wow. amazing. See what God has done. So you guys come in from Africa and you, you know, you gathered this group because they were the diehards. They were the, you know, you knew if anybody's going to help, it's them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, pretty much. And we knew they loved Deer Run and had already invested so much and even mm -hmm. just some of the 
the stories and the traditions. Uh -huh. So we wanted them to help bring that back and make sure that continued. And most of the people here are work at my contemporaries. Maybe that's why they came as well as they knew, they knew me, we knew each other. So they were either counselors or involved in Deer Run, like Willie Mae was, you know, there from, from creation or something. So <laughs> she was there a long, long time. But then you have some kids there of, and grandkids of these people. But a lot of these people were there when I was there. So maybe that's why they also yeah. were inclined to come out because we had a connection there. Maybe they were, and I don't know that I invited the whole world. I didn't know who, there weren't really good records. And so who had been at Deer Run and hadn't been was was kind of word of mouth more than on a list of some kind. Well, EH might have helped. He was in that picture, but also the, a lot of those are people that you knew from your years as a camper yeah, and camper. on staff. Yeah. Yeah. So these were people that when you camped and when you worked on summer staff, they were there in some capacity as well. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, well, do you, do you remember, like, did y'all gather up and talk on this day? Like, do you recall any of that? Like, <laughs> you're yeah. asking us to yeah. really reach back. In yeah, dive back in there. I, I'm sure that when we got together, there was a time, it was a lot of fun and hugs and reunion type stuff. And then uh, I'm sure I had them together for the purpose of saying, here, here's the situation. Here, here's the financial situation, the numbers of campers, the, we had a, a look it was obvious the grounds and the buildings were in repair need of repair and upgrading cleanup and the whole thing <clears throat> and so and then it was sort of a i'm sure brother smith had something to say about you know steve is coming in and help him out and let's just pull together get in behind him and that kind of thing so um yeah it was a it was a time to say here are the here are all the cards we're laying them on the table and if we're going to make it we're willing to do a part but it's got to take you know and we need help and you guys are the first level yeah because when you guys roll in you find you found a camp uh in disrepair <laughs> and in much need of of direction but mm -hmm. you 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 also knew it was going to take more than just y'all right so you well we wanted we wanted to go around to the churches and tell them tell the parents and the kids this is what's happened. Camp is on, you know, you're welcome. And we weren't asking for support. We were just saying financial support or even physical help with the camp. We were just saying, this is going to happen. And we're excited about what God is going to do. And I think the people that were in that picture, they knew and they wanted to be supportive of that <clears throat> approach of just telling people you're welcome. <clears throat> we're excited. God is going to do great things. And so I think after that maybe was when you decided to create a board of directors. There was a board there. Already? And, yeah. Okay. And some stayed and some we had a few. But uh, in that picture, I'm just trying to remember, I'm not looking at the picture right now, but I saw it a few minutes ago. So out of that picture, some of the things that happened from, that those people actually did that I recall in the very early stages, they've done more since. Right. But um, Carol Kennedy is there. It used to be Kennedy. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Phil and Carol. So uh, he did the uh, one of the T-shirts for us in a sign that was up the road. Now it's not there now, but it was a big moon, uh, yellow kind of moon with a deer, the big deer right in front of it, the buck, and it's camp deer around. So he did all that design for us one year for our T-shirts, kind of bringing back the old buck 
yeah. which was kind of losing. It was about gone. I found that picture. The only picture we had of it was on one piece of stationery, black and white stationery, and the big buck on it. So we <laughs> took that and kept it, photocopied it or whatever, and uh, but filled it there. And then um, James Green is in there, and he helped with the computer system, setting up an, yeah. an ordered computer system to keep logs of your track of everything. He was the first one everyone had ever had. Yes. And Jay and Gay Spencer are there, brought up lots of groups and helped with getting financing and just awareness and bringing lots of kids. Mm -hmm. uh, Jan is there. Uh, um, Nichols. Car Carol's sister. Yeah, Jan, she's there. And she, she, in Will's Point, she and her husband beat the drum and got the church mm -hmm. there involved, kids involved, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. always prayerful uh, behind us as well. Um, Billy Ray and, and Brenda part of it always doing yeah. whatever needs to be done cleanup days so their daughter is in there yeah. and she came out on one of the big first big cleanup days and then I, I saw also um there's jd williams john williams he came out a lot of cleanup days fix up just kind of you know fix and repair and do whatever manual stuff needed to be done out there um there's Christians. What is it? Reynolds used to be Reynolds. Uh, yeah, uh, Deneen and Keith Christian are in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're there, and they were always cheerleaders and brought their kids later on. But they, they were there to encourage in the beginning. And Willie May was always, you know, our cook. Ward was and there. Ward was there. Ward English is kind of hiding around the corner there, and yeah, Ward was always there to encourage as well. So the, I, I can't remember all the pictures that were in that. All the people in that picture, but they those people pitched in and that is awesome. significant ways in that at that point. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's so cool how it overlaps with what we're doing now because truly we're we're not just asking people to give, we're asking them to be the, the first the first people we call with any need, whether it's prayers or physical mm -hmm. labor, <laughs> ideas, mm -hmm. you know, this is yeah. this is the same it's the same. It's the same group. <laughs> um, and it is so cool that many of these people are, are kind of like the founding members of, of this. They just didn't mm -hmm. even know it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, what is mm -hmm. amazing, I'm sure you, you recognize, or maybe if you looked again, on the front row sitting on the ground as children, you got yeah, yeah. and uh, Zane Schwab, Luke Dean, Jamie Spencer. I mean, it's, and, and then there's babies being held. And then there's kids that haven't even been born yet that now have come through and enjoyed camping being a staff member and actually they're monthly givers now too so yeah. it's mm -hmm. amazing the legacy of, of faith and and giving and serving that is yeah. is one picture mm -hmm. and, and i want to you mentioned uh, earlier you were talking to me about the rafters program or idea and i guarantee you every person in there wrote their name on those rafters yeah, they painted it on there, carved it into something that they probably weren't supposed to, but they carved it anyway. So, <laughs> and so the, the, their name is in there. And I'll tell you that there's some, my name's in there several places. My, at least my dear run, Jim Bob nickname is in there. <laughs> and um, in the session dates that we came and years we came. Um, doing that is, uh, it does create a bond, a tie. You, you are part of the place. Even when you leave, there's something of you that says, I was here. Mm -hmm. It's a really powerful thing. And um, those kids, I'm sure they're sitting there, their names are somewhere on some place at Deer Run. So, and that was always so special to go back every year and find my name. I still look for it. It's covered up. It's about seven layers deep in paint, but I keep thinking <laughs> I'll find a piece of it because I kind of know where it was one of the years. Right. And I keep thinking maybe I'll get a little 
you know, one letter will show up or something. So they're out there. I did that. So yeah, it's a great, great thing to do. That is awesome. Well, I'm really glad you could help kind of bring y'all's perspective. We've got some other people we've been talking to and, and it is starting to line up that I believe it's true. This was a reunion. It wasn't a work day. It wasn't a retreat. It was some sort of alumni reunion and, and uh, just what you yeah. guys are saying here. Cause it's been funny as I contact people, they're like, this was a long time ago. I mean, I don't really recall. And they're, they're doing the same thing y'all were of like, judging by what we're wearing or, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> the time period of who's there, they give some clues, but so this and, is you know, this, little journey. This, this picture is kind of rare also in that this is one of the few pictures after I came on board where Brother Smith is there. Yeah. I think he purposely bowed out a bit. He distanced himself in order to not draw attention, in order to let go completely and, and let me and, and those in, in trying to bring things around to let us go forward with it and kind of have freedom. Yeah. And so that's one of the rare occasions. In fact, I don't remember another picture, another time in which he was in a photo with me and, and whoever was involved. I don't remember. There may be one, but, yeah. um, but that's kind of a rare one with him being there. He was very supportive, though. I mean, he was behind us 100%, right. but uh, he had done his best, and he was ready to hand that over. I'll tell you, this reminds me in a biblical way, as we're thinking about it. It's a combination of Ezra and Nehemiah. Uh -huh. You know, the people had gone into captivity, and it was a bad time in Babylon. That's, Daniel was at the beginning of that, but then later on, uh, well, Daniel's prophecies are that, that people would come back after 70 years, and they did. And so a new rulership came in and they started sending them back. Ezra went in to restore the religious uh, roots of Israel. And so the worship and all that kind of stuff. And, but he was kind of slow going and took a while to get it on its feet. And then Nehemiah came in and built the walls and the building and got all the physical stuff going up. So our time there was a little bit of both. We were trying to get the spiritual footings underneath it as a first step. And then to get some of the physical things back in shape and pull camp back together. But Ezra, nor, neither Ezra nor Nehemiah did it alone. Mm -hmm. They had both assistance from faithful, a very small group of volunteer faithful Israelites. Mm -hmm. That's the group you see in that picture and a few that aren't there. But yeah. that's, and they came alongside and they got to work and it was hard work. And they just kind of buckled down and started making it, chipping away, making it happen until the whole kingdom was restored so that's kind of a metaphor there that picture of, of uh, what went on in israel in, in the past as well how god rebuilt things mm -hmm. yes that's awesome man thank you for sharing that and thank you all for your part in this and what you did to gather this group and to be there in prayer and to just see camp through obviously god leading you and providing this really mm -hmm. crucial time and i mean the, the seeds that were planted then are still blessing camp in God's kingdom. So it's amazing. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And I will say this. I've told a lot of people, I've been in missions internationally and in the U.S. and been kind of in the um, preacher role, the, kind of the pastor role where you're caring for a body of people for a while, and as well as the church planter. So we've done a lot of things in our lifetime. But I will say that the impact that Dear Run had on me first was spiritually had on me and just my confidence building and such and, and good friendships mm -hmm. uh, was foundational to everything else that happened in my life thereafter. 
And I would say that for our kids, the two that were old enough there to enjoy that, even though they were little, they were around all of that. And the impact it had on them has been worth every minute of work, stress, pressure, whatever went on there. Plus the legacy that came out of it is God answered prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote that up and I, my, my kids have a copy of that and it's part of our legacy and they read it to their children. Here's your history. And so Deer Run has a history and those stories are being told. I know you're seeing those told yeah. and, and, it, and people get to come be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I, Deer Run's the best thing, brother. <laughs> it's just so good on so many levels. I'm glad you're keeping it going and, yeah. and board all those people who are helping out. I'm so glad. And it's growing, it looks like. So wonderful. So Keep it up. We really need, our kids need that input now. And I think more than ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. I, I think it, it, I'm kind of remembering that day as a time where we were remembering what God had done and mm-hmm. how, and even some of the stories, we laughed a lot. But we also, it was a day to dream about mm-hmm. what God is going to continue to do there. Yeah. And so it was casting a vision but remem- through remembering, yeah. which is probably similar to what Ezra and Nehemiah were yeah. doing too. Yeah, people look back and, and that Nehemiah, they looked at what because they remembered how it yeah. that was. Yeah. Because it wasn't quite as good as it had been, but yeah. it was on the way. Right. So eventually ends up with Solomon's Solomon's temple, which is regal. Right. Well, man, that is amazing stuff. Thank you so much. Man, well, there you go. That is a perfect place to wrap this up. It's been a good journey. Very enjoyable to talk to these people. And, man, to just kind of discover the roots of this picture and, honestly, the roots of the whole movement of the Rafters Project. All those years ago, a group of people wanted to rebuild the spiritual and physical foundations of Camp Deer Run. And together they committed to support a mission that had changed their lives and that they were determined, God leading them, to pass down to future generations of campers. And how incredible, 30 years later, so many of those people have not wavered in their dedication. And 30 years later, the legacy of their commitment now lives on in the birth of the Rafters Project. When we set out to do this, we didn't really know. We didn't have a clue what we'd find with this picture. Literally didn't record these conversations until this week. And God has brought this story together in a really exciting and powerful way. And in a way that has connected what we're trying to do with the Rafters Project to what God has been doing all along even in this photo with this group of people. So if you believe that God is at work at Camp Deer Run still today, please join us in preserving that legacy that began so many years ago and consider becoming a part of the Rafters Project, becoming a monthly donor. We're so excited to see how God will continue to work through Camp Deer Run and through the Rafters Project for generations to come. And I look forward to us gathering at some point in the future with the Rafters Project members for a photo. And I hope there's hundreds and hundreds of people who are in that picture who will leave the legacy of faith and of trusting God and of really caring about the future generations and wanting them to meet Him here in this place so that they will know Him better in the world. It's what this is all about. 
Hope you guys have enjoyed this. We'll have new episodes of the Killy Podcast coming up in the future where we're just wanting to share some encouragement with you from the Word. And so come back and check that out. Come see us this summer. We love you and challenge you and ask you to prayerfully consider joining us and become a member of the Rafters Project. All right, wherever you are, I hope that you are healthy, happy, and terrific. All right?